0: been dissing on a few technologies, blockchain, 3D printing, been kind of skeptical. So I wanted to make sure that I talked to somebody as I thought about AI in this next round, who's been digging in on all of these and leverages it in digital transformation. Kamalish Lardy joined me today to talk on this
1: bonus episode of the business of tech. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app.
0: Thanks for joining me today.
1: It's an absolute pleasure to be here.
0: Now, you're you're one of those people that look at a lot of different pieces of tech, and I want to start at a broad sense. Because you've looked at blockchain, you've looked at virtual and augmented realities, you've looked at 3D printing, sensors, IoT, all that kind of stuff. I feel like AI is different. Uh, I want to get your take on what you think is going on with AI compared with those other pieces of technology.
1: Um, I think what's happened with AI over the last couple of years, it's it, it has become a lot more accessible uh, to the common person as well as to small businesses. Uh, one of the key challenges with uh, technologies like blockchain and some of the other techs, I think what I've uh, experienced in my own kind of uh, company and you know helping organizations is you need someone with kind of, experience in in those technical skills to help you implement them find the right use cases understand the tech behind it and how it's built and so on what's happened with ai especially generative ai is the fact that it's accessible to the masses uh, anyone can use it today can use it straight away to get business impact and that's happened simply because we now have you know some of the fundamental elements of tech available to us uh, global connectivity we have uh, you know masses of people using and accessing the, the kind of internet having digital skill sets so it's kind of hit a point where you know it was it's like the iphone that came out right um it's made mobile iphone made mobile technology just accessible to everyone even if you don't know how to use a mobile phone the intuitive design just allowed you to immediately pick it up and use it and that's what's happened with AI today. Um, There are challenges that come with that, though, you know, because as if I can quote Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility as well, which means you're shifting now the responsibility back to the individual in terms of understanding what are the risks of using these technologies as well.
0: But I, I'm going to go a little bit further. Like in some cases, I feel like some of those other technologies were were solutions looking for a problem. You know, we talked a lot about blockchain, but uh, you know, with the, with the exception of some very specific use cases, it didn't get wide adoption. 3D printing, you know, lots of buzz, not a lot of promise. But this this one is one where like we are actually seeing products and solutions get used because of that adoption. Am I looking at this wrong in terms of that measurement?
1: Um, So I come from the perspective of a digital transformation expert, which means I see the value of the different types of technologies. I wouldn't necessarily agree that uh, blockchain or 3D printing is uh, not really applicable or is looking for a solution. I've personally implemented blockchain for the palm oil industry, for agriculture, uh, you know, basically tracing and uh, provenance in, in agriculture. It's transformative in itself. Um, what is the challenge, though, with some of these technologies? And, you know, 3D printing, you gave that example as well. It's existed since the early 90s, I would say. Um, but what's happened with those technologies is you need certain interoperability for it to really become mass uh, adopted and to be used across different industries. Um, whereas with AI, particularly generative AI, so platforms like ChatGPT, It's on your website. It's accessible to you on a daily basis and it delivers value. And that's the key difference. You can get that value straight away off the bat. Um, And I think this is the difference that we're seeing with AI. And this is also the challenge that we're seeing with AI. Anyone's using it. Everyone's using it. Um, And I think that was one of the interesting things that... um, um the company basically did open ai they made it accessible and when they made it ac- accessible to the masses it al- also allowed them to train the system with the masses with many people across the world
0: So you brought it up. You focus on digital transformation. Talk to me a little bit about how you link the measurement of value to the efforts around digital transformation, because there's there's a lot of noise here. And oftentimes, you know, this is an area that struggles a lot. How do you get to that level of value?
1: So the first thing is basically not to come from the technology side. And this is the first thing that I, you know, even though I'm a technology optimist, it's the first thing I say to business owners. Doesn't matter what size your company is. Doesn't matter what kind of industry you're in. Um, you have to forget about the fact that it's, you know, a lot of the attention for digital transformation goes to the technology and technology is fantastic. It allows us, you know, especially the emerging tech we're seeing today. It allows us to create exponential growth and scale. Um, and, you know, uh, hyper personalized customer interactions and, and so on. But the real value comes from the transformation element transforming your organization for that digital future, taking people on a journey in order to best utilize the technology. So what I typically say to companies is, let's go from kind of your purpose and your objectives. What is your business objective? Where do you see yourself as an organization in the next three to five years? And how can we utilize technologies to deliver on that? what is available in the market, where do you see your customers going, and what kind of use cases can we create from this business objective, and what kind of technologies in the market today or potentially developing in the market that could deliver on this. And we measure success based on that. So, not necessarily in terms of the technology being utilized, but in terms of your business goals that are being set and how you're delivering against that. So, that makes it a lot more um, accessible and realistic. And it also allows us then to break up up Uh, and this is defined quite uh, much in detail in my book, it allows us then to break up the objectives into, are you trying to engage with your customers? Are you creating experience designs that are going to be engaging and lock in your customers for the future? Are you trying to create products and services that are digitized? Or are you trying to um, reorganize or transform your organization, the people, upskilling people in your organization, uh, optimizing and automating processes? Or are you looking at new business models, new ways to generate revenue, with new tech, so we break down the transformation objectives into kind of these building blocks, and that allows us to prioritize what needs to get done for maximum output, and it allows us to track outcomes based on that.
0: Okay, now, there's a lot there. How, how do we how do we measure that? Like how do we? How- Tell me a little bit more about how you measure, and maybe an example might help with with, with where you're thinking about that. But it, with a lot of these projects, it feels like we we oftentimes are just feeling around. How do you measure those outcomes and and show the success to the customer?
1: So I can give you an example of something that we're working on at the moment. Um, so we are looking at automation of processes within an organization, uh, and this organization has uh, you know a lot of processes that are focused on manual intervention, human based processes, people. Do Doing things, And so one of the things that we did was to look at how do we optimize it with technology. So we implement new uh, platforms to allow us to uh, automate certain functions, uh, take away some of the redundant work that people are doing and put a tool in place to do that. And so we track things like uh, can you do something quicker? Can you do something in a more effective way? How much of the human error are we removing? Uh, we can even implement robotics uh, process automation elements to allow us to really accelerate the processes. So it becomes really quick, really efficient. Um, another way to look at it would be, for example, uh, content creation, right? So if we are supporting an organization that looks at uh, creating social media content, we've got really interesting platforms, AI based platforms today that allow us to accelerate creation of those content uh, creation of videos Uh, there's a really cool platform called uh, video ai which allows us to take uh, a big video content and break it down into smaller pieces that are social media friendly so this accelerates things that you used to be able used to do um, or take time to do and you needed more people to do you can now do them in a much accelerated way and this can be measured
0: Interestingly, video AI is one that I use as well. But h- how specific do those numbers get? Like, like a, a business owner obviously wants to know, like, how much value is getting. How specific are you able to make the numbers that you're presenting to the to the customer?
1: We can get fairly specific. So, with the process automation element, we can go down to the number of hours that you're saving, uh, the number of people or resources that you are able to eliminate from that process, for example. So, you can really come down to the financial calculation. As well as the number of hours, uh, you know, the, the kind of activities that are being done, the activities that are being eliminated. So um, it really depends on designing the use case and really linking it back to business objectives. At the end of the day, most business owners want to know, um, you know, where am I saving costs? Am I generating new revenue? How much is that? So you really can link it back to specific business objectives that uh, people want to see, basically.
0: Now, I want to go a little bit big picture here because I think you you've got some thinking on four big trends that you think are shaping the current landscape. You want to what are they? What are the the four big things that you think we need to be watching out for?
1: I mean Technology is obviously one of it, right? We can't ignore technology. It's impacting pretty much every business area today. Um, and the rate of technology development, we're seeing breakthrough tech come out almost on a daily or weekly basis. Uh, that's impacting businesses. Um, the other element is really around user behavior or consumer behavior. People are adopting technology. People are uh, utilizing tech almost in every part of uh, of their lives. And they're also trying to engage with companies on this new level. People want to connect with brands and organizations to allow these companies to offer them Better services, more uh, hyper-personalized experiences. And so they are demanding these types of experiences, not only for di- from digital companies, but also from every company in every industry, whether it's financial services or healthcare. They want this kind of hyper-personalized, um, instant gratification, connection with the, the brands. We're also seeing uh, development in the competitive landscape, which is really impacting uh, traditional companies as well as new companies. The traditional boundaries of business and industry have been disintegrated, right? We have tech companies that are entering uh, financial services, that are entering healthcare, video streaming. We have companies that are not adhering to the traditional rules and assumptions of business. Uh, A startup today could access a global marketplace because they're online and they have access to these digital channels. And so the competitive landscape, it's no longer just the companies in your uh, industry or your business environment or your region, but now you're competing really on a global landscape um the other element as well is around the rise of the um, the um, environment where you have low touch economy which is basically uh, a big trigger of that was the covid pandemic where we saw organizations uh, really start to have to implement Uh, low-touch, so non-physical environments, right, digital business uh, environments or digital marketplaces, as well as uh, shifting away from your physical brand presence into having uh, online brand presences and so on. And so this has accelerated this low-touch economy where people want to receive their products and services without necessarily physically going and engaging with that company. All of these elements combining, coming together are forcing traditional companies and companies across various industries to do things in a different way. I find this quite exciting. Um, it's, it's good business. I think it's a nice environment to be in. Um, but on the other hand, it creates a lot of noise and that makes it very challenging for companies to stand out because there's just so much going on. So where do you focus? What is the real business value that you can drive from these environments? That's where business leaders are facing challenges today.
0: Now. You said something in there that I want to want to throw out a premise and get your reaction to because you, you talked a little bit about how like all the rules are changing. And, and I, I, I don't disagree, but at the same time, I always say that there's certain fundamentals of business that for the vast majority of companies, because most companies are not private equity backed or throwing their, their weight into the public markets. That's a very small portion of the overall actual number of businesses. Most businesses tend to be small businesses, you know, lower mid-market type, type businesses and basic business fundamentals are classics for a reason. right? You you have to bring in money, (laughs) you have to manage your costs, and you have to have profit at the bottom. I think that is classic for a reason. What's your take on that portion of the premise?
1: Um, I think those classic elements still remain. You still want to bring in money, uh, but the ways you can do that, the channels with which you can utilize, that's changed significantly. Um, you can create exponential growth, exponential revenue potential with technologies that are available today. Um, the other element is uh, low cost, right? Uh, so re- reduction of costs within or management of costs. And there you can see technologies having a significant impact as well. We're seeing major organizations start to review the number of people they have within those organizations simply because they are expecting to replace them with technology, with AI-based technology. Um, there are positives and negatives to that, but there is still a potential to impact those classical business elements. Um, so I think, you know, even if the fundamental kind of boundaries of business are there, you're playing with a different playbook today. And these, these differences make an impact for the business.
0: Well, that's that opens up a lot of bit. If people are interested in learning a little bit more and finding out some of the ways that they might, you know, dig in deeper here, what what's a great way for them to do that?
1: Um, I think one of the things would be definitely start to look at some of the trends that are developing in the market. There's a lot of noise out there, um, and I would really um, advise business leaders to start looking at what are some of the business challenges that you're facing and where can you find information? So, knowledge is democratized today. There's so much out there about AI and it's easy to get basic information about how these technologies can impact your business. I would encourage business leaders to go and get some of this information. Um, retain an expert if you need to, to kind of um, enable yourself to accelerate some of these or to, um, you know, drown out some of the noise and really focusing on what your business needs. And I think it's really important to build up this knowledge base within your organization. There needs to be a certain basic level of information and knowledge in your organization that you can depend on in order to build some of these solutions as well. Um, I, I think it's very, very important to drown out the noise because we're hearing a lot of um, information about, you know, fear-based information about what you can and cannot do, where technology is going to end up, what it's going to do to humanity and to people and to jobs and so on. So educate yourself. And I think that's the most important element, but also keep in mind uh, what your business objective is, what is the purpose of your business. And one of the fundamental things that I put across in my book, it's, it's about people. At the end of the day, you need people to use your technology, you need people to advocate for it, and you need people to uh, apply it in the best way possible. And that's where the human side of business transformation comes.
0: Gotcha. Well, you mentioned your book. What's, what's the book and where can people get it?
1: Um, it's available on Amazon and pretty much uh, you know, most uh, bookstores, um, I think in, in, across the US and various other places. Um, and the book is really about how do you utilize technology without forgetting kind of the human element, which can make or break uh, technology application in a business.
0: Well, I think that's a great place to end. People got some homework to do some reading. Really appreciate you joining me today.
1: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
0: The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines posted at businessof.tech. Like the content, support the show at patreon.com/slash Radio, or buy our Why Do We Care merch at Businessof.tech. If you want to reach our listeners, visit Mspradio.com/slash engage.
1: Part of the MSP Radio Network.